Hello, Sola Travelers. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Sola Traveler Podcast, a place for the sedentary nomad and aventurera in all of us to share tips and stories about safe, joyful Sola travel. A quick announcement, you can follow me on Instagram at the underscore Sola underscore Traveler and get updates on new episodes as well as find out when my new website thesolartraveler.net will be live. Um, I'll have city guides, podcast transcripts in multiple languages and partner office offers on there. Um, and you can also follow me on Instagram through all my journeys. Uh, I've got quite a few planned for the year as well as view some of my um, past travels and tips on where to go. So I wanted to talk very briefly about clarity. Sola travel and clarity. I was lying in bed last night, it was a full moon, like a very powerful one for me. Um, and I was thinking about the time in my life where I just had been extremely indecisive uh, a year ago, right around now. And my husband and I had been kind of dating, but not officially for uh, just about a year with a lot of back and forth. I broke up with him, um, he broke up with me, we didn't talk for months, and then we kind of reconnected eventually in, I think it was late December of 2021, after not speaking for three months. And I always felt a connection with him, but I knew that this was gonna be one of those relationships where he needed to do the work he needed to do, I needed to do the work I needed to do, and intuitively it always felt right to let go and watch how it came together all by itself, if it was meant to. Never felt any regrets, I just sort of, you know, thought about him from time to time, but it, it didn't ever feel like something obsessive. And we had got back together for about three months and all of a sudden out of the blue he said to me i don't know i think i'm still in love with my ex i i don't know i don't under, i don't know what's going on all of a sudden you know i told you i didn't want a relationship and then all of a sudden i'm in this relationship with you and and i just need space to think i i need a break i'm like okay <laughs> okay well what does a break mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything right now. Okay. So at first I was really overwhelmed because, by the way, if anyone ever has anyone tell them they want to go on a break, I highly recommend you clearly define what that means. Are you going to be talking? Are you not going to be talking? Are, are you going to see each other? Are you not going to see each other? Those little things like they need to be very clear. The person who asks you for the break, they've got to be clear. Lesson learned. Uh, so I think the first week was like the worst week. And, um, you know, by the second week when he had kind of come out of his shell and, and decided that we, we needed to talk because I was starting to pull away, um, we defined what the break meant and and all the, the details. And it was a really hard time. It brought up so many triggers from my past, from my divorce, from from just feeling rejected in general and, and my anxiety, like all of us go through in that phase. And I don't know many people who haven't gone through something like that. So if anyone tries to tell you that the break is 
is a, a bad sign, you'd be amazed how many couples out there have gone through this at one point or another. And I just sort of decided to get very spiritual with myself and use the time to focus on my issues with rejection as opposed to focusing on him. And I had a really great um, support group around me who was explaining to me the different attachment styles and why my, my anxious attachment style was being triggered and he was pulling away as a dissociative and all this stuff I never knew before, but it really helped to have so many people to talk to and so many people who told me the truth about these kinds of moments in their relationships. And ultimately, I, the first impulse I had was to get out of town, to leave, to go away, to remove myself from the situation. And I booked a flight to my favorite place in the world for healing, which is Puerto Escondido, Oaxaca. I've talked about this before uh, in, in another episode, but there's something really special about Puerto Escondido, and I, I hope we protect it from becoming what so many other coastal towns have become in Mexico, from the exploitation, the unconscious tourism, we have to protect Puerto Escondido. And there's something very special about the Pacific Ocean. So Oaxaca's coast is on the Pacific and it's, it's tumultuous and it's wild and it's open sea. And I have grown up on, on quite a few oceans. The Pacific is one of them. And I just love that feeling of just never knowing when it's going to give you a moment of calm. And so you sit there and wait and you process and you can stare out into the water all day and just constantly see something new. And I think after a while of really meditating with that kind of environment in front of you, that kind of mm, uncertainty in front of you, you start to pick up how your own life is so similar to the nature around us. There are moments of pulling back and there are moments of coming forward. There are moments of being completely controlled by the currents and there are moments where you dominate the control. You dominate how you ride the currents. I think seeing surfers on, uh, on the Pacific is one of the most amazing things in the world because they learn to flow. They learn to flow with the uncertainty of the ocean. And so I'm sitting there, I mean, flew in. It's one of my favorite <laughs> journeys. It's quick. It's beautiful. You get there. You're already in the vibe. You take off your shoes, end up taking off usually everything by the end of the trip. Um, the people are warm and friendly. It just feels lovely and rustic. Uh, you're surrounded by chickens and wild dogs and everything just kind of makes you happy. And so even though I was feeling a little crazy in my own life, um, I waited to go on that trip. I waited a week because a friend of mine said, well, if you know this person has a hard time with abandonment, why are you going to abandon them? And I thought about it and I processed and... Um, so I waited. I waited instead of just running from my own self into this sola experience. I waited a little bit to get into a better place and feel a little stronger about what was going on before I booked that trip. Because I've talked about this before. When you just 
go somewhere and you're not in a good place, you're bringing it all with you, no matter how you look at it. And I think that's where people tend to do things that are counterproductive, like uh, hook up with random guys or get wasted and just, you have to be in a good place. Your intention has to be pure in order for you to get the most out of a solo journey like that. So I'm sitting there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting messages now. It's been probably three weeks since we started the break and I'm getting messages from, from my now husband uh, telling, you know, checking in and making sure I'm not with other guys and all the typical stuff. <laughs> and um, I'm really not trying to play that game of like throwing it in his face. I'm trying to have a good time and I'm trying to clear my mind and I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want because one of my really good friends, Tracy Porterfield, she has a, also a fantastic podcast called Life Reinvented. She works with, um, she's worked with people in their relationships. She's a matchmaker for decades now. And she said to me, you know, when this happens, the guys will either disappear or they will come back and usually when they come back it's for life and in the moment i thought whoa this is crazy like this could change my entire life either this person doesn't come back i move on probably move to oaxaca to be honest or they come back and then it's for life and so you know the first few days when you hear that your ego is feeling pretty good you're like hmm, this could be fun like let's see what's gonna happen and then I think that clarity that I was looking for was, is that what I want to happen? So instead of letting them be the decider, no matter what the outcome, is that what I want to happen? Do I want to be with this person for the rest of their lives, our lives, if that's the way they go? And I remember walking on the beach so sure of myself, so connected because I had been in that space and I was alone and I was feeling like very vulnerable, but obviously very empowered. And I was on the phone with my mom and I said, you know, I don't know if I want to be with him. And she's like, well, he doesn't want to be with you. So what does it matter? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, mom, that's fair. But I think that's ego. You know, right now it's it, nothing is set in stone and I need to do some real soul searching while I have this opportunity. So I'm sitting on the beach one night and it's a full moon and I'm looking out at the ocean and all of a sudden the water just gets very calm and still and I remember my dad saying to me when he and my mom went through something similar stop thinking it's all feeling and I get emotional telling this story because I looked out at the water and it was so calm and it was asking me to make a decision based on my feelings. My head was clear, my mind was at ease. I knew either way I would be okay, which is the point of going on a journey alone like this. And I said, yes, absolutely yes. This is the person I wanna be with. I love him and I don't need to worry about my ego. I have to be present, I have to say what I feel. No matter what he decides, at least I will feel better knowing what I decided and that I wanted it and that it was my decision made in a space of strength of knowing I'm alone 
I don't need you, but goodness gracious, do I want you. And uh, as soon as I kind of got back from the beach, um, I messaged him and said, I'm going to make you the happiest man alive, like just so you know. And he was like, what are you saying? Blah, blah, blah. Like very like much that moment of where he also had to decide, like, is this going to happen or not? Am I going to man up or not? And um, that night we talked on the phone. He called me. I was, always seemed to call each other. He always seemed to call me when I was thinking about him and, and only thinking about him from like a really pure place of like, I want your, I want you to be happy. I want both of us to be happy, whatever's right. And that always seemed to be when he called me uh, in the history of our relationship. And so we talked all night and then the next day he came to join me there. Um, and uh, I had given him a timeline because I think my grandmother said, give him a timeline, you can have a break, but breaks can't last forever. And I was like, it doesn't sound romantic, but I think the woman's right. She's been around for many, many years. And so I gave him a timeline and, um, you know, we got back from the trip. I think we had a couple of days of, of thinking about what we had been through. And then the morning of the time, the deadline date, um, he showed up at my house and we have been together ever since. So I hope that story helps you understand how using your time alone, your travel alone, uh, can help you make big decisions that will really change your life. You know, when it's just, what should I have for dinner? I don't think you need to take a flight. But when you're looking at the big ones, the ones that will either inspire you and move you forward or take you back, I think it's a fantastic tool to get your mind right and realize how strong you are and that the things you thought you needed, the things you thought you wanted, how about that? The things you thought you wanted aren't always the things you need uh, because you have everything you need.